Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. If you haven't yet, click the follow button and leave a review. Also, check out my website, www.habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now, let's get to the episode. All right, guys, welcome back. Another week, another episode. Habits You Love, here to bring you fresh, juicy, self-healing tips, practices, information, education, all the things. This week, we are going to dive into rock bottoms. You may be asking, what the heck is a rock bottom? Chances are, most likely, you yourself have gone through a rock bottom. You may not have known what it was, what it meant for you, what it was actually doing for you, and what rock bottoms just mean in general. So I am here to explain. Rock bottoms are essentially exactly what they sound like. (laughs) And they sound like a bad thing, right? I mean, who wants to be at the bottom? Who wants to be at their lowest? This season or experience is filled with a lot of emotion and it's usually negative at the time, but I guarantee you every rock bottom you have had, whether you knew you were in one or not, is and was for a purpose you did not see while it was happening. I myself have had many rock bottoms, as I probably have already explained in the episodes prior, but what has happened after each and every one of them has always grown me, up-leveled me to a new level in some ways and made me better and stronger. So my rock bottoms consist of my mom's suicide. Obviously, that was a very low time in my life. My divorce, again, a very low time in my life. Mentally, just not well in the beginning of 2000. 2018 after moving to California and just being really lost, getting trauma bonded into a very toxic relationship, another rock bottom. The biggest one I think I've had that I've seen the most exponential growth from was in 2020 when I did get arrested and I went to jail for eight hours. That one has probably been the biggest rock bottom because of how much it catapulted me forward. 
And at the time when I was going through all that, especially right after the week after getting out of jail, and I already told you guys this story of like, I was staying at a friend's house. I was just living out of two little backpacks. All my stuff was packed up in my ex's house where he was threatening to do stuff with it. And like all of my stuff that I owned, I wasn't communicating with him because of his threats and his demands and I was just ignoring him as long as possible because I knew he would come around after he was threatening to press charges. So that week was just like a huge rock bottom and emotionally I was just very distraught. Like I I couldn't do anything. I had no mental capacity to do anything. I was just trying to survive the days during that time. And so that was a huge rock bottom for me. But what it did was it brought to light so many things and it did take a while it took you know a couple weeks a few months to finally kind of be like okay wow like that was a slap in the face Kayla you're being shown so many things we I had to rock bottom you in order for you to be exposed to these things you needed to see and so this time in my life catapulted my growth my spiritual evolution it made me really look at myself look at my behaviors the situation I was in and ultimately it forced me to work on it I may never have done that without my rock bottom so I understand and I'm always grateful for a rock bottom these days because I know what they mean and when I'm going through a rock bottom or a low time I'm like oh okay this is just the valley before the peak this is just the dip before the skyrocket this is just the short amount of time that I have to pull back in order to slingshot forward so I'm actually super grateful for rock bottoms now and maybe after hearing this episode you can look back at really low points in your life and be like oh wow after that really crappy time in my life that I was going through actually came the best time right after it or something exciting happened in your life right after a low point or you got out of a bad situation that brought to light that you didn't know was as bad as it was until you could look at it from the outside. You know what I'm saying? So this is what I want to talk about today. What a rock bottom is, why they're actually a good thing, and then seven ways to overcome a rock bottom and seriously up-level your life and be grateful for them. The definition of a rock bottom I got from a website called To Be Magnetic or TBM. She also has a podcast called Expanded, which is super, super good. And I'll get to what TBM is in a little bit and how I found it and and all the things, but I want to say the definition directly from their website of what a rock bottom is. So this is in quotes, what a rock bottom is according to, to be magnetic. A rock bottom happens when the universe is trying to jolt you onto your authentic path to get you into your worth so you can connect with the manifestations you've been calling in. A rock bottom earthquakes you out of everything that feels secure. It's like having the rug pulled out from under you or being pushed out of the nest. Your rock bottom could look like a massive heartbreak getting fired from your job, an unforeseen financial crisis, shaming, bullying, or anything that feels like you're getting hit over the head with a two by four out of nowhere. You probably feel like all of your worth and security has been taken from you and you may feel helpless or at a loss for how to move forward. But it's important to know that the universe never punishes us. The only reason we receive a rock bottom is because we've been consciously or unconsciously calling in something big and we aren't growing our worth quickly enough to align with it. 
Essentially, a rock bottom is the universe actually helping us. Rock bottoms can be instant and last anywhere from days to weeks to months or longer. They're usually a little bit quicker and more devastating than a rut. And if you don't begin navigating it with all of these energetics in mind, you could then slide into a rut. The goal is to mindfully navigate these lows so that they only last a few weeks to a couple of months max before you start manifesting the big things you've been asking for. The more rock bottoms you go through, the stronger your trust muscle will become as you learn that your manifestations are on the other side of this painful time. We know things feel devastating and grim right now, but this is the time when the world is your oyster and that grimness is an illusion. You can have anything you want on this planet right now. The key is to trust. So that's a quote directly, the explanation, the definition, according to to be magnetic of a rock bottom, which is 100% so on point. So I wanted to quote TBM because to be magnetic is the one thing, the first thing that I chose to invest in besides therapy, but outside of therapy for my emotional and mental health. So to be magnetic is essentially a membership website or they do have a la carte workshops you can do that were really, really aligned with the therapy I was doing. And my therapy had ended at the time and I wasn't doing it anymore. And I just felt like I needed that accountability with my mental and emotional health, something I could like show up for, to look forward to, to practice, to keep that momentum going. And so they have everything from... The, the reason I loved it so much is because they do so much work around inner child healing, inner child wounds, unblocking a lot of limiting beliefs around money, love, relationships. They have so many just like workshops that you can do. Or I do the membership, which is a full year commitment, but it's like anywhere from 20 to $30 a month. Sometimes I have sales on it, whatever. It's so 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 worth it and I highly recommend it it's the cheapest therapy you will ever ever have and then you can go at your own pace there's a couple things you do within these workshops and depending on the workshop that you choose so there are meditations which takes you into a really deep hypnosis and then you come out and you journal and so you just like work through all these things that you may have trauma around limiting beliefs around all the things so I highly recommend that if you can spend less than $30 a month trust me you'll be getting your money's worth so shout out to to be magnetic Lacey and all the team there. I've like seen how they've evolved so much. I joined them in 2020 and I joined because Rachel sent me a clarity workshop. And so they do have a free clarity workshop you could do. And she sent it to me months before I actually did it or joined. Just randomly one day I went back to that and I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was a couple months after my rock bottom, after jail, I'm in quarantine. I feel like I just have no purpose in life. And I was like, I could really use some clarity. So I did the clarity workshop. And that's as soon as I did it and looked through the website, I knew that I had to join. So a rock bottom will always make you look at yourself or your situation on a deeper level, which is a good thing. It makes you question things you may not have looked into before. All right. So now we are going to get into the seven ways we can overcome a rock bottom, understand a rock bottom, know when we are in one, how to get out of it and get on the other side of one, which is like TBM said, where our manifestations usually are lying waiting for us. So number one, take ownership of yourself. This is so important. Extreme ownership of you, yourself, your actions, your behaviors, your patterns is so important to do very first thing, the very beginning. So you kind of have to ask yourself, why is this happening? And is my full belief 
my full belief that the universe is never punishing us. We are never being punished. The universe, God, angels, they do not want to punish us. They just want to open our eyes to make us see that we are not living in our self-worth, our deservingness, our worthiness. And so sometimes we just have to be shaken up and be, be like, Kayla, you want these things. You are capable of these things. You say you want them, but you're not acting accordingly. You're not aligned with what you want. So I have to rock bottom you. I have to shake you up in order for you to see and realize, wow, okay, what I've been doing is not working. It's not who I am. It's not what I want. So you don't attract rock bottoms because you are bad. Like I said, you're not being punished. It's just based on where your self-worth is in relation to what you're calling in. And the universe wants to send you opportunities that align with your worth and align with what you say you want. But when you're not acting accordingly to what you say you want, sometimes you got to be shaken up a little bit. So if you're facing a rock bottom, it's because God, the universe wants to connect you with something that you have been asking for. So it's literally circling around you all the time and it's waiting to like essentially drop down into your lap, but it can't do that if you are not aligned with it. So essentially in a rock bottom, you are being asked, hey, is your self-worth aligning with what you say you want? Do you have enough mental toughness, strongness, or enough space to hold what you want? Because the universe really does want you to live fully in your words, authentically, up to the highest standards of prosperity, of abundance, of everything you want. So your rock bottom could be getting your heart broken, breaking up with someone, getting fired from your job, being evicted, um, losing a friendship, being publicly shamed, or just like a really, really financial low. So at this time, and as painful as it is, as hard as it is, you're not going to understand it, but you really do have to look at it and be like, why is this happening? What's the gift inside of this that is actually going to benefit my future self and my future happiness? So the first thing we have to do when we are in the middle of a rock bottom, when we are working our way around one, when we're navigating it, is to recognize the obstacle. I recognize the circumstance as an opportunity to actually learn from this, live more authentically to ourselves, and step into our higher sense of self-worth. So here are three questions you can ask yourself, and these actually might make you feel a little better. You can journal on them. You can reflect on them, meditate on them, and I really think they will help you kind of navigate your rock bottom. So the first one is, what do I need to learn from this experience? Maybe you have just unconsciously been mindlessly walking around like a robot. You're not in tune with yourself. You're not self-aware. And all of a sudden you kind of come up against this brick wall and you're like, whoa, I haven't even been really aware of my thoughts, my behaviors, my habits, my patterns. What do I need to learn from this experience? Look back on the last couple of weeks, months, see how you've been acting or behaving and see if this is actually trying to teach you something. Number two, why is this showing up now for me and how is it going to benefit me in the future for my future happiness, my future authentic self? So for instance, maybe you just went through a breakup and you can ask yourself this question, why is this showing up for me and how is it going to benefit me? But maybe recently you've been thinking, oh my gosh, I actually didn't get to do a lot of things that I wanted to do being single. I wanted to travel more. I wanted to do these things for myself and these things for myself. And so maybe 
you can already see during your breakup that this is actually going to benefit you because you will get to experience those things, travel, do the things you said you wanted to do but never got to do. So that could be a benefit of the breakup. And then lastly, the third question you can ask yourself is, are you calling in something consciously or unconsciously? On the consciously side, for an example, maybe you've consciously been like, I've always wanted to have my own business. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I really have a passion for this and I would like to make it a paycheck. I would really like to put my attention and energy towards this thing that I'm passionate about or a project. And then you just got fired from your job. If you're consciously all day thinking things that are opposite of having a corporate eight to five job, that is something you are consciously calling in that you just got fired from your job. It may be a rock bottom in the meantime, because maybe finances or your partner can't provide for both of you and you have kids, you have bills, debt, whatever the case may be, but you've consciously been saying every single day, I would really like to do my own thing. And now guess what? You have the opportunity to do that. So that's an example of consciously calling in something that you're rock bottom is actually benefiting you or conversely unconsciously you've been calling in things and this is where people really get tripped up because this happens so mindlessly we are unaware that we're doing it we don't catch ourselves when we do it and this could be saying I really hate my job I really don't like who I work with I really wish I didn't have to go to this job I don't get recognized for my hard work so unconsciously you say these things out loud or you say them to your your partner or a friend and then you don't really realize that you're doing it and then you get fired from your job while you've just unconsciously manifested your rock bottom of getting fired from your job. And although you didn't mean to and you don't have any other plan B or any other options, over time, your thoughts and your beliefs and what you say out loud have unconsciously manifested this rock bottom. So those are three questions. Again, if you want to write those down, journal on them. If you're going through a rock bottom, if you know someone else that's going through a rock bottom, I'll say them again. Number one is what are you going to learn from this experience? Number two, why is this showing up for me right now? And how will this benefit my future self, my future happiness, and my future authenticity? And number three, where are you calling this in either consciously or unconsciously? So number two on the steps to overcome a rock bottom and to seriously up-level your life is discovering your authenticity. So even if you feel really insecure, you don't feel like yourself during a rock bottom, which is 100% understandable and will most likely happen. I know it was for me. I was literally asking myself every single day, who am I? What is happening? What is going to happen? Just scared of every single minute, every single moment you're actually discovering an even more authentic version of yourself. So actually over time, as you've not lived in your authenticity, you've not lived in your self-worth, you've not lived up to your capabilities, that is why sometimes you will rock bottom. I love and to be magnetic, they have this thing called your authentic code. It's really one of the best things that I've done. It's honestly just a few simple questions that you have to ask yourself and then you kind of collectively take all your answers and you pick which ones that you answered the most and then that's essentially your authentic code. So finding your authentic code is getting really, really honest with yourself and cutting out any of the fluff in your life that doesn't need to be there. So you don't get caught in your thoughts or the programming you might be getting from society or your family or your peers. And it just like really 
aligns you and balances you into your authenticity and your self-worth. So those are essentially four pillars by which you live your life by, and then everything else gets cut out. So I'll tell you my pillars of my authentic code that I eventually kind of figured out. And sometimes these are going to change depending on your life, where you are in your life. I'm not a mom right now. So if I was a mom, I assume one of my authentic code pillars would be being a mom, you know, my kids, all the things. But right now I don't have that. So they will ebb and flow and they will change. My four pillars of how I want to live my life are these. So number one is luxury. And when I say luxury, I don't mean materialistic things or diamonds or designer things. I mean freedom, security, and choices. So that to me is ultimate luxury. If I have the freedom to do whatever I want when I want, the choice to do whatever I I want when I want, and the security, like financially, emotionally, anything like that. Number two is helping people. And so I wrote down really in all ways, physically, which I already do, mentally, which I'm getting better at, spiritually, which I'm getting better at, and then financially, which I'm getting better at. So that's a second pillar of my authentic code is helping people. Number three is sharing my story. So over time, I've definitely opened up more about my story. I want to definitely do this in a massive way. I want to do it in a bigger way. I want to speak. I want to write books. I want to, you know, really get my message out there. And so that's another pillar of my authentic code. And then lastly is like emotional health. So it's really important to me that everything I do aligns with my emotional health. It doesn't impede on my boundaries. It is in my self-worth. I can work on my emotional health. I can do yoga. I can read. I can meditate. I can do all the things. So those are the four pillars in which I live my life by. So here is the kicker. Anything that doesn't align or match up to any of those four literally gets cut out, whether that's things, people, opportunities, places where I live, anything like that. And you can honestly tell when something isn't right for you. So an example of this for me was, and I'm not, I don't regret this, I don't have anything bad to say about this, but when I was working at the school here in Colorado, as much as I love the kids and I love the families and it was a really good experience and I learned a lot, like I learned a lot of patience for one, I think it taught me a lot, but at the end of the day, it didn't align with luxury. It didn't align with helping people. It didn't align with emotional health and it didn't align with sharing my story and like it didn't align with any of those things. So naturally, I was feeling so out of alignment with that. I was feeling like, why am I doing this? Like it it just you can tell when something is not right. If you can figure out your authentic code, which you probably already somewhat have an idea and then things in your life just do not feel good when you're doing them, when you're in that situation, when you're around those people, you know that that is something that has to go. It's the fluff that has to be cut out. It's the boundaries that you have to set. You will really discover your authenticity, your authentic code whenever you go through a rock bottom because people that you hang out with will no longer be fun to hang out with. Places that you went before, maybe bars or just certain situations you put yourself in, you might be like, Ugh, like this feels icky now or certain jobs honestly like you could be like wow why am I in this job right now I can do so many other things I'm capable of so many other things I am going to start looking for another job right away so that is how you can overcome a rock bottom is by finding your authentic code discovering your authenticity Number three, setting boundaries. When you're being called to a new level to up-level your life, 
you need to take drastic measures sometimes to get grounded, to support yourself, to surround yourself with positive people or situations or things, and just kind of like reignite your flame of your self-worth in every area of your life. So they call this like parenting yourself or reparenting yourself because as an adult, you can't really call up your parents and ask them to do all these things for you, right? You're kind of self-sufficient now and you have to essentially parent yourself. So it's very, very, very common and natural and very necessary when you're about to step into a whole nother level of your life. You're up-leveling, you're expanding, you're growing. You have to shed what's no longer serving you. So this is very common for friendships, like I just said, for your social settings, your circles, like the bars you go to, the places you go to happy hour, maybe that's no longer serving you. Jobs and opportunities that no longer serve you fall to the wayside or sometimes they could just fall off altogether. Have you ever, a friend has just like naturally and progressively just kind of fallen out and you kind of weren't even sad about it and you realized your life was actually much better without that like maybe they're like negative energy or they're draining your energy that's very very common whenever you're going through a rock bottom or you're on getting on the other side of a rock bottom to shed so many unnecessary things so when all this is happening don't worry just sit there hang tight because this is what opens up space When you can clear the negative energy, you have space for your positive manifestations to come through. Anyone or anything that doesn't support you, that's not good for you, maybe they're jealous of you, they are energy suckers, you feel drained after just being around them, certain people or certain situations, these are the things that need boundaries or they must go just all together. So setting boundaries with these things, with these certain people, with these situations is very crucial to raising your self-worth and raising your deservingness. And like I said, clearing out that negative energy so positive energy can come in. If you're just filled with so much negative energy and positive energy is just trying to come in, it's going to be coming up against a wall and being like, hey, let me in. I want in there. But your negative energy is like, sorry, dude, we're taking up all the space right now. She's not letting us go. There's no room for positive energy. There's no room for positive people. There's no room for amazing opportunities because she won't let go of us. So guess what? We get to hang out until she is ready to let go of us we're staying put positive energy opportunities people situations don't get to come in and that's where you have to let things go you have to set boundaries shed anything that is not serving you this could look like parents that like don't understand you people that don't get you that don't know what you're going through that don't understand maybe you have friends that have shown some of their true colors and the wake of this rock bottom that you've had maybe they weren't there for you maybe they made fun of you maybe they overall just weren't being a good friend or you might be being triggered by some things on social media I know that I had to unfollow or block or restrict a lot of things that were just like not good for me just to take in just like to input that was not good for me and I could tell you can always tell when you're being triggered you get a certain emotion in your body you get a feeling in your body you get tightness in your chest or your heart elevates or you're sweating and you're like okay I'm being triggered right now and I'm looking at this thing on social media clearly it's triggering me I need to either a figure out why it's triggering me work through it and still be able to look at it or b just stop looking at it altogether 
Also, maybe you're just engaging in some bad habits that don't align with what you want or reflect your level of self-worth. This could be your habits. Maybe you're not working out. Maybe you're eating like crap. Maybe you're indulging in like crap TV. Maybe you're binging. Maybe even down to like the clothes you wear that you could be like, these clothes aren't even a reflection of who I am. Why am I wearing them? Am I trying to impress someone? Am I trying to mask something? So these are all the types of things that you need to let go of or set boundaries around during your rock bottom. The fourth thing on how to overcome a rock bottom is to give yourself grace. This is something that's really hard for me to do. I strive to be perfect. I'm working on that, but I have a really hard time letting myself off the hook. So rock bottoms can be a really, really, really triggering time. Everything, every little thing seems to upset you, trigger you. You don't, you're like, have this heightened emotional state, right? So everything is really just getting to you. So your job during this time is to first be aware of your triggers and then use your triggers as a roadmap or to pinpoint where you actually need to heal. You need to feel all of your feelings of the triggers. Don't suppress your emotions or your feelings, but don't react. We need to be better about responding and not reacting and not letting our reactive behaviors run our lives. This is really where I had to really get to know myself during my rock bottom. It will slap you in the face. It's like you have like this permanent mirror (laughs) up against your face at all times of the day being like, Kayla, what are you doing? Kayla, what's happening? Kayla, you're doing this. Kayla, this is triggering you. You know, you have to learn to be patient. You have to let situations just be feel the feelings, you have to process them, and then we get to choose the actions we take or the words that we speak from a place of a higher self-worth, from grace, instead of anger, fear, pain, or projecting our own emotions onto someone else. During my rock bottom, I feel like I had to navigate a lot of different feelings and triggers because so many different things happened. So when my rock bottom happened, it was a loss of trust with my relationship because of things happening with other people outside of me. So there's that. Trust was lost. I was still relying on him financially and we were still in a rock bottom collectively together financially. So I was having so many triggers with so many different things. Obviously, anytime he was on his phone, it was a trigger. Who are you talking to? Who is that? That's already a trigger in and of itself. And then with the financial stuff, it was like back to square one with our very beginning situation of like, The first of the month is coming up. Are we going to be able to pay rent? We are about to be out of groceries. Are we going to be able to go buy more? Um, Our gas tank is almost empty. Are we going to be able to put gas in the car? So many, 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 many triggers popping up for me during this time after my rock bottom. So it was really, really, really hard and difficult for me, but a very good learning practice to be aware of my triggers when they were happening, feel the feelings, talk myself out of it, not react, but instead respond. But it really, really gave me a good practice of my triggers. It's uh, it's just so important to know your triggers. Next time you freak out on someone, that's a trigger. Next time you drunk text your ex, that's a trigger. Next time you tell off your friend or your husband, that's a trigger. Next time you have some sort of drama, whatever it is, that's a trigger that you need to be aware of because you need to know why it's happening. You need to know why it bothers you. You need to know why it triggers you. And so in the moment, it could be like, okay, 
okay, I'm having this feeling of fill in the blank. So for me, I'll just put fear. Whenever money wasn't coming in, the feelings and emotions of fear set in. So then I'm like, okay, I'm having a feeling of fear. What just happened to make me feel this feeling of fear? Okay, well, it's the second of the month and we didn't pay the rent. Okay, why does not paying the rent give you fear. Then you just have to keep peeling back the onion layers until you get to the root cause. So then for me, it was like, well, in the past, we couldn't pay rent. So now I'm having, let me say this, an emotion is just reliving a memory. If you get anything out of this podcast, remember this sentence, (laughs) an emotion is just reliving a past memory. It's you're living in the past. You're not living in the present and you're not living in the future. You're living in a past in a memory. So when I was having the feelings of fear from the past in the current moment, it was just an emotion of a memory. And so you have to be like, did I survive? Yes. Did anything bad happen? Not really. Were we okay? Yes. Did I ever starve? No. Did I, was I ever homeless? No. So then you like talk yourself out by kind of being realistic or appreciating what you do have or being grateful for the lessons you've learned along the way. And so you really just have to peel it back and understand your triggers in the current moment. You cannot wait until you've already reacted. You've said things you can't take back. You've hurt someone's feelings. You've upset them. You've pissed them off. Whatever you did with your reactions because you were triggered. If you knew your triggers, you sit with them, you feel them, you understand why you're having them, you work through them, and then you respond in a positive way. That's the best like explanation I could give about triggers, working through triggers and emotions. Like I said, emotions are just memories. Okay. Emotions are just memories. So when you have to sit in that pain, like I did for months upon months upon months, learning all of this, I feel like I was already going to therapy before all this happened for about six to eight months, but it really did not click until my rock bottom. I'm telling you that rock bottom was the best thing that could have ever happened for me because it forced me to look at all of this head on and face it, deal with it and work through it. So when you have to sit in that pain, you have to feel all your feelings, but you're not immediately reacting like you might have used to, like I used to, you are actually learning a whole new level of strength, of grace, of persistence. So by doing this paired with the constant, um, like I call it reprogramming or reinforcing work, is going to make you so much more magnetic and attract bigger things that you want because those triggers won't affect you in the same way. And you're actually creating new neurological brain patterns, new neural pathways, and a new way of being. Simultaneously, if you can work through your triggers, constantly reinforce and reprogram them, then eventually triggers that usually might last 30 minutes, an hour, a day, a weekend, will last literally like less than 10 minutes. It's like, oh, I'm being triggered right now. Let me work through this. Okay, it's hard. It's difficult. I feel the feelings. It sucks. But guess what? I give myself grace. I'm going to respond in a better way. And this is the what we call like reinforcing or reprogramming constant daily work. Number five, when it comes to overcoming a rock bottom is getting your power back. So obviously everyone's rock bottoms are going to be different. They're going to look different, different situations, whatever it may be. And some of these might be really, really tough for you to navigate. But in order to, like I said previously, to clear that negative 
energy, that negative energetic space, we need to forgive those who have seemingly wronged us, who have done us wrong, starting with ourselves actually, and then move outwards to others. So we have to sit and say, I forgive myself. I was only acting as far as my emotional state, as far as my emotional capacity could go. So that's one. You say, it wasn't my fault. Maybe I was put in this situation, but I forgive myself that I wasn't aware of the situation. You give yourself grace. And then once you have forgiven yourself, given yourself grace, you can move on to other people, start to forgive them. And that clears up so much space. Like you've heard the term, don't let people live in your head rent free, right? And when you are unforgiving someone, when you're holding a grudge, you are letting them live in your head rent free free. So forgiveness isn't something we can force. It has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. It's a process and it's a process that has many, many layers to it. Like there could be multiple like cycles of this. You could say you forgive someone and be like, yeah, I forgave them. But then like, you're still thinking of things and things are reminding you of what they did to you. And it just, there's cycles to it. So sometimes it might take a little bit and you have to might, and you might have to forgive someone like five or six times before you fully feel healed from that. I don't know if you've ever heard the term, no one is your friend and no one is your enemy, or you don't ever win or lose, anything like that. So everyone and everything is always just your mirror or your teacher or your lesson. And those things are all helping you towards your destination. They're all helping you like arrive at a certain thing you said you wanted, your authentic worth, your self-worth, they're all contributing to your soul's purpose. This is actually the first step in the forgiveness process. Realizing that person doesn't define me. That situation doesn't define me. Whether I failed at that, it doesn't define me. Everything is just a lesson. Everything is just a mirror reflecting back to you what you are giving out or everything is your teacher. So forgiveness towards a person or a situation means you have to accept, be in peace with what you learned. So forgiveness towards a person or a situation you might have been in, this means fully accepting being at peace with what you learned, the lesson you learned, whether it be about yourself, about something you did, about how you behave. It's about finding that grace that you need to give to yourself and let go of all the anger and resentment you may have towards someone or a situation that may have hindered you temporarily, but when you look back, it will always be a lesson. Forgiveness does not make you a weak person. It just allows you to find so much more strength and it provides this release, so to speak. You're like taking the deepest breath you've ever taken, getting so much weight off of your shoulders so you can finally connect with your self-worth and your manifestations that you want, that you're trying to bring in. But you cannot do that. Again, unforgiveness brings about negative energy and we know that having so much negative energy only blocks the positive energy from coming in. So forgiveness simply means acceptance, peace, and moving on. Number six, this is actually a really difficult part of your rock bottom. I will not sugarcoat it. It's very, very hard. So this one is called facing and passing tests. Tests are definitely going to show up in your rock bottoms. And they're always going to be your biggest fears and your biggest nightmares and the things you do not want to happen. But what's happening here is you're shedding, you're setting boundaries, you're forgiving, you're giving yourself grace. And now the universe is going to test you 
to see if you will revert back to your old ways, your old habits, and settling for the lower self-worth energy behaviors, relationships, opportunities that you were once taking part in. But again, this is not the universe punishing you. It's only testing you to make sure that you are holding on to that space for those bigger manifestations to come in that you're calling in. So for instance, you are heartbroken, you get broken up with, or you yourself break up with someone that you know you don't need to be with in a toxic relationship, but you do want to be with someone. But these guys keep coming along that aren't fully what you want. And a majority of them is going to look like it's what you want, but there's going to be certain red flags, certain things that you said you didn't want, but you're going to be like, oh, but like they have all of this, but they just don't have that. And that's going to be the universe testing you to be like, are you going to settle for what you've settled for in the past? Or are you going to say no to the shiny carrot, even though it looks like it's the perfect package, but you can already see some things you don't like? Are you going to settle for this? Or for instance, with a job, you get laid off, you quit your job, and then you start job searching. You're searching for jobs and maybe you come across one and it's everything you want, but the salary is not anywhere where you want. And you're like debating and you're arguing with yourself in your head. You're like, well, it really has everything I want. Do I really need that extra $30,000 that I need or that I wanted or that I said I wanted or that I said I deserved? The universe is testing you. Hey, this is a really good job opportunity, but it's not exactly what you wanted or, or think you deserve. But are you going to settle and take the job because time is running out or you need a job or you don't think anything else will come up? You think this is the only thing you'll have the opportunity to do? That is a test from the universe asking and seeing if you are going to settle. So again, like we don't want these things to happen, but we have to hold strong and stand by what we said we wanted. We have to understand that we are raising our self-worth. We are raising our consciousness and we can have everything we want. We can have that job that has the salary we want. We can have that person that has all of the attributes we want. Not to say they're going to be perfect, but we don't have to settle for 80% of what we want. We can have 100% of what we want. So you're going to get tested when you're going through a rock bottom. That can also look like you wanting to text your ex or your ex comes back and he says he's changed and you're like, oh, do I go back to him? He's being so sweet right now. That is the test from the universe saying you've broke up with him five times. Are you going to go back to your old ways? When you say no, when you release that, when you cut that off and you set those boundaries, I promise you things will come into your life that you never expected. You'll meet the man of your dreams months later. Don't quote me on the actual timing, but you will be like, how did I ever think I could be with that other person? How was I ever settling for that job or that person or that situation? Because when you make your stand, when you draw that line in the sand, like I said, when you set those boundaries and you say no, saying no is so freaking powerful. You have no idea. Because when you say no, you make room for way more yeses. 
But if you keep saying yes to things that are not good for you, that you're settling for, that are way below your self-worth and your deservingness, you're going to get a lot more no's. You're not going to attract the things that you want, the opportunities, the people, the salary, the money, the whatever. If you keep settling in areas, you're going to settle in most areas. If you say no, that is a answer, that is a statement in and of itself. So say no to the things you're settling for and make room for all those yeses that you want to come through. So just to reiterate, though, a test can be multiple different things. It could be energetic. It could be emotional. It could be, like I said, a person, an ex, a toxic relationship. It could be a job. It could be opportunities that arise or don't arise when you thought they would. That's also a test when you could think something is going to happen and it doesn't. That is a test to see how you will hold on, how strong you are, how mentally capable you are of holding on until you get what you want or things that appear to no longer serve you. So all of these things will come up to see if you have settled, if you're going to settle, if you've up-leveled your self-worth and you've raised your subconscious level and your nervous system to see really how much you've grown. Okay, and the last one, number seven, to overcome your rock bottom, staying in your worth. Or we call this reinforcing, or we call it reprogramming, whatever you want to call it. So reinforcing, staying in your worth, strengthens your new neural pathways that you have been working on so hard for so long that are in alignment with what your highest, most authentic self really wants and really deserves. So through repetition of this every single day, and really they call it like emotional intensity, which really means emotionally you are working on this so hard, we can shift subconsciously and begin to integrate or have this new energy on a physical plane. So what does that mean? And I'll give you an example of kind of what I've been going through, what this looks like for me. So I've said it before. I just did a past episode about, you know, healing financial trauma from a toxic relationship, from a narcissistic relationship, which can really do damage on you financially. And so just this past year, like I've said, starting in January, I've kind of brought upon myself, Not it's not even a financial rock bottom. Because I would say I'm doing pretty good, but I want to do a lot better. But I had to kind of rock bottom my thoughts in order to make room for new thoughts, if that makes sense. So what I've been doing is like I had so much lack and so much scarcity and so many negative thoughts about money, so many limiting beliefs around money. So I've kind of positioned myself to constantly, constantly, constantly rework release and reframe these thoughts. And I do this all day, every day, you guys, it's literally an all day job, but I can tell just from four months ago that I don't think about it as much. I don't think about money as much. If something does trigger me, I know that I'll be okay because one, I have the experience and the time and the proof to know that I will be okay because I've done it over and over and over again for months and months and months. So that is one way that like my triggers aren't really affecting me anymore is because I have the proof to know that I will be okay. Secondly, I just work through, again, the triggers way more easily easily now. I remember in January, I was having multiple, multiple breakdowns for days on end if something would trigger me. If I was like, oh my gosh, I just paid my rent and I have all these bills and I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay them, I would literally break down 
And now I'm still working through some money stuff and I pay my bills and all that. But sometimes I want way more money than I have currently. And instead of freaking out, I literally can shift that so much faster and reframe it so much quicker now. And so this is what repetition and emotional intensity does. So obviously I've been repeating this every single day for months and months and months and months. So that's a repetition. And then the emotional intensity I have behind it is like I'm meditating about it. I'm journaling about it. I'm reworking a lot of money beliefs. I've invested in some like money courses. I listened to Abraham Hicks nonstop on YouTube. So that's like my emotional intensity combined with my repetition. And I know my emotional state is getting so much better around finances. I can just tell, I can just feel it. I can just feel it. I can't even explain it. And so, and sometimes Abraham Hicks will say proof of your um, financial abundance first comes with an increased emotional state, if that makes sense. So although I might not be seeing like drastic financial improvement, I am seeing drastic emotional improvements around my finances, which means the financial abundance will come easier, if that makes sense. So what I'm trying to say is I'm constantly reinforcing, constantly reprogramming through repetition and emotional intensity. So I am integrating this new energy that will eventually show up as physical. So my energy is raising, my vibration is raising, and I can attract and align with the energy of having more financial abundance. But first, I had to get my energy there. I had to get my emotional state there. And then whenever it comes, I'll be ready for it. I'll be like, wow, I'm completely matched up with this. You know what I mean? Where like four months ago, I'm trying to call in so much money, but emotionally, I wasn't ready for it. I couldn't bring it in. I didn't have any space for it. I just had so much negative energy around money. And now I I feel like I'm there's more positive than there is negative. So that's what it means by repetition and emotional intensity, whatever you're working through. Maybe it's not finances, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's physical, maybe it's emotional, mental, whatever. So sorry, that was a long explanation, but this is just such an important piece of continuing to move out of your rock bottom and includes both subconscious and conscious actions. So these actions are crucial when you're in a rock bottom because you've had so much of your security and sense of worth wiped out from under you. So again, just staying in your worth, constantly reinforcing, constantly reprogramming thoughts, triggers will help you get out of your rock bottom much faster. I want you to remember this. You are deserving of everything and anything you desire. Your desires are safe guidance. Amanda Francis says that your desires are safe guidance. If you're desiring something, it's not a bad thing. That means you actually want it. And that actually means you have the capabilities to achieve it or attain it as well. It is your birthright to be prosperous. It is your birthright to be happy. It is your birthright to have everything you desire, everything you want. You need to get rid of all of the guilt, all of your shame, all of your pain, no matter how hard your rock bottom may have been, may be now, or is going to be in the future. We're always going to have ebbs and flows of life. I love the phrase, you're either going into a storm, you're in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. That's the constant ebb and flow of life. So we need to navigate our rock bottoms with grace, forgiveness, staying in our worth, reprogramming, reinforcing, and just know that we're not being punished. We are actually being guided. So in closing, not going to lie, your rock bottom, it may feel terrible. 
And it's like, it's only happening to you. It's like you look around and you're just like, oh, there's only a dark gray cloud raining on me, only on me, not on anyone else. But you are not a bad person. You did not attract this. You are not deserving of this. And you're just getting on your way to understanding a new perspective. There will be a whole new level of happiness, of strength, of grace and forgiveness on the other side of this rock bottom. So if you're doing the work, I want to commend you. I'm so proud of you. If you are navigating rock bottoms like a champ, you will literally have everything you want out of life. See you guys next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.